Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Wednesday, February 21st. On today's show, low demand for commercial office space sparks economic fears, while the leading economic index no longer signals a U.S. recession, according to the conference board. Plus, the GBP U.S. climbs as the Bank of England expresses an optimistic outlook for the U.K. economy. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with a look at the commercial real estate sector, a financial area that has recently drawn concern from federal regulators. A combination of decreased demand for office space and high interest rates are putting pressure on leaseholders and smaller banks in particular. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about this situation? Certainly, David. The issue at hand is what some people are calling America's ticking financial time bomb, empty office buildings. Commercial real estate is a major problem across the country, but it's particularly significant in cities like San Francisco, which has been dubbed the most empty downtown in America. About 33 to 35% of office buildings in the city are vacant, compared to a natural vacancy rate of 10 to 15%. And what does this mean for the owners of these buildings? Well, many of them are literally not paying their mortgages. There's also another trillion dollars in mortgages that need to be refinanced this year and next. If interest rates don't come down, those mortgages would be nearly impossible to refinance, leading to a wave of maturity defaults. This could wipe out the owners and leave downtown San Francisco and similar cities more hollowed out. That sounds like a grim scenario, but are there any potential opportunities in this crisis? Interestingly, some people, like developer Jesse Blute, see the current crisis as an opportunity. His firm, Strada, recently bought an 18-story building in San Francisco at a 70% discount off its value just five years ago. He believes that San Francisco is still one of the best cities in the country and that there will be a return to work from work. He's investing in creating new experiences for tenants and giving people a reason to come to work. What about the banks that hold the commercial real estate loans? How are they coping with this situation? Many of these loans are held by regional banks that don't have much of a capital cushion. To stay afloat, Many of them are working with their borrowers to not take back the keys in a strategy known as pretend and extend. They pretend that the property is worth more than it is until such time as it comes back and extend the payoff period so the borrower doesn't have to give back the keys. And what's the outlook for the future? Much depends on whether workers return to their offices and whether interest rates come down. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is holding off on rate cuts for now. He believes that the problem is manageable for larger banks, but acknowledges that some smaller and regional banks with concentrated exposures in these areas are challenged. However, the bottom line is that only time will tell how this situation will unfold. Thanks for that analysis, James. Now, shifting gears to a more positive economic outlook, the conference board's leading economic index, or LEI, no longer signals a coming recession for the US economy, This is the first time since the summer of 2022 that the index has shown such a positive outlook, despite declining for the 23rd consecutive month in January. 
Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about this development? Yes, David. The LEI is designed to predict future economic activity. It fell 0.4% in January to 102.7, which is the lowest level since April 2020 when the U.S. was briefly in a recession due to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and related shutdowns. Despite this decline, the index no longer signals a coming recession. That's interesting. What has led to this change in the LEI's outlook? Justina zabinska Lamonica, senior manager of business cycle indicators at the conference board, explained that while the declining LEI continues to signal headwinds to economic activity, six out of its 10 components were positive contributors over the past six-month period. This shift has resulted in the leading index no longer signaling a recession ahead. What does this mean for the growth prospects of the U.S. economy in the coming quarters? Zabinska Lamonica has indicated that growth in the second and third quarters should be near zero. So while the LEI no longer signals a recession, it doesn't necessarily indicate robust growth either. Thanks for that insight, Celeste. Now shifting gears to the currency market, the pound sterling has seen a rise against the U.S. dollar, driven by positive economic signals from the Bank of England. The GBP-USD pair is currently trading at 1.2643, up 0.40%. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about the factors driving this rise? Certainly, David. The rise in the GBP-USD pair can be attributed to several factors. One of the key drivers is the positive outlook on the UK economy expressed by the Bank of England Governor, Andrew Bailey. He stated that the UK economy is recovering and is at full employment. He also suggested that the Bank of England doesn't need inflation to be back at target before cutting rates. What are the other officials from the Bank of England saying? Michael Broadbent from the Bank of England mentioned that the focus has shifted from the degree of policy restrictiveness to its duration. He also suggested that more persistent components of inflation may have peaked and did not rule out policy easing at some point. Another BOE member, Swati Dingra, who voted to cut rates, highlighted the substantial downside risks to the UK economy due to its restrictiveness and weak consumption. What are the expectations for the Bank of England's rate cuts and the UK economy's expansion? A Reuters poll revealed that the Bank of England is expected to cut the bank rate to 4.75% in Q3 2024. The UK economy, on the other hand, is expected to expand by 0.3% in 2024 and 1.1% in 2025. And what about the US? What can we expect from the economic docket there? In the US, the economic docket remains light. However, the US Conference Board is expected to reveal the leading index for January which is estimated to plunge by 0.3% MOM. On Wednesday, the schedule will gather pace with the release of the latest Federal Open Market Committee minutes and Fed speakers crossing the wires. What is the technical outlook for the GBP-USD pair? The GBP-USD pair is still range-bound but has edged towards the 50-day moving average. A daily close above the February 19th high of 1.2629 could open the door for further gains. The next resistance would be the 50-day moving average and 1.270. Conversely, if sellers push the exchange rate below 126, we could see a fall to the 200-day moving average at 1.2563. After hearing from Simply Economics reporter Michael about the recent rise of the GBP-USD pair, 
We now turn our attention to Germany, where economic advisors are set to follow the federal government's lead and reduce their forecast for economic growth in 2024, according to advisor Ulrika Malmendier. This comes after the government slashed its growth forecast to 0.2% from 1.3% due to low growth in the global economy and a German constitutional court ruling that impacted the country's budget. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Economics, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about this situation? Yes, David. The Council of Advisors to the government had estimated in November that growth would hit just 0.7% in 2024. However, recent developments have led to a reconsideration of this forecast. The next official update is due in mid-May. What led to this drastic reduction in the growth forecast? The reduction is primarily due to two factors. First, the global economy is experiencing low growth, which has a direct impact on Germany's economy. Second, a ruling by the German Constitutional Court has created a significant deficit in the country's budget. These factors combined have led to the government and now the economic advisors reassessing their growth forecasts. And what can we expect from the government's annual economic report due to be published later today? While the specifics of the report are yet to be revealed, it's likely that it will provide more detailed insights into the factors that led to the reduced growth forecast. It may also outline the government's plans to address these challenges and stimulate economic growth. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. Thanks for the insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>